everybody welcome to the pop my culture podcast i'm cole stratton and i'm the kitty cat princess no you're not <laughs> i'm you're, vanessa you're not raglan so but i have been a kitty cat princess in another life oh boy hi v <laughs> hi how are you i'm good how you doing great thanks guys really exciting episode yeah for several reasons one of which is uh we have a great sponsor Woo! this episode and the We're next couple so excited yeah uh headline shirts they're awesome shirts i'm sure you've seen them around on people's bodies and on the internet if you go to headlineshirts.net you can see them but cole's worn them a lot in pictures of the podcast because he loves I've, these I've shirts i've had them a lot in <laughs> yeah. the past anyway so i'm really yeah. excited that they uh, are partnering with us um they're they're like little tagline is intelligently funny tees so they're all kind of like funny goofy funny, smart i love these shirts very pop culture yeah. oriented uh, and the shirts are super soft uh vintage blend or what they call them they're made in california hand sewn it's a poly cotton blend it's super it's a shirt soft you can feel good about yeah it's not like you know one of those awful hanes beefy no. tees and it feels good for the ladies uh they have like a ladies version of the shirt and it's not you know how some of those times the cap sleeves are too short or the neck is too low it's just like a very nice nice t-shirt it's a nice subtle, i love it nice subtle scoop for yes, the ladies a bit of a scoop there you go uh and they're giving a discount uh what? for people who listen to our podcast if you go to the website which is headlineshirts.net use the promo code beefaroni beefaroni <laughs> you'll get 25 percent off of your first order. we didn't even get to pick the promo code it was just a randomly generated thing and it <laughs> makes perfect sense <laughs> uh, there you go uh also they printed up a batch of amazing pop my culture t-shirts yes oh my gosh the shirts are new they're a new design they're yep. an amazing design. The, the Great design, artist. Dave Perillo, oh uh, who's amazing. He does all sorts of collectible prints that I've got many of in my house. Uh, I believe his Monty Gog blogspot is his, his website. Did you just speak English? I did. Uh, <laughs> we'll link to it on our site where you can see his other stuff. But his um, work is great, and the T-shirt has so many uh, inside kind of jokes for our it listeners does. on it's it. It's got pictures of uh, little drawn pictures of me and Vanessa, but also uh, frequent podcast guests, yep. Jason Statham. A wizard. Tiny Catherine Hepburn. Tiny Catherine Hepburn, Beefaroni, <laughs> and the Olsen twins. It is a really great shirt. I'm so excited. Yep. Uh, they're going to be for sale on our website for uh, a mere $15. Yeah. Super comfortable and great. Uh, so go to our website. Many, many sizes, you guys, ranging, <laughs> ranging from small to <laughs> so 3XL. Um Look, there's, we got a lot of sizes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and both men and women's styles. So uh, check and those out. And for the eunuchs, we've got a little something for you. <laughs> our eunuch size shirts. It's from our unique eunuch collection. Check those unique, out. Unique eunuch boutique. <laughs> boutique. So thank you, Headline Shirts. And, thank uh, you. And get a t-shirt because they look awesome and send us a picture of yourself. Yep. It. And actually, the, the pictures we're going to be wearing in the photo with our guest Mike today are Oh, headline, yeah, we're wearing headlines. Yeah, we're having some headline yep. tees. Uh, mine is the Muppet Tones shirt, which is a bunch of different uh, Muppet color scheme things. Well, mine is like a badass tag of this. There's no regrets. There man. it is. <laughs> uh, so definitely check them out. Um, if you like the show... We hope you do. We hope you do. There's little ways you can... Show us that appreciation. You know, sometimes it's just the thought that counts. Like if John would do the dishes for once. (laughs) (laughs) But we'd like you to do more than the thought. Uh, Go to iTunes. Leave us a review. It helps us to get featured. Yeah, rate us. You can click five stars. I think it's the only thing you should click. We're also uh, primarily listener supported. Uh, if you'd like to donate a couple bucks our way, uh, we won't stop you. No, so why don't you go to www.popmyculturepodcast.com, click the donate button, and enter a numerical value more than one. <laughs> if you do donate, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we actually recorded this pretty shortly after our last one, so uh, we're going to do our batch Stop of thank filing. yous yeah. uh, on the next episode. Uh, but thank you guys who have donated, who have not given a shout out to you yet. We will on the next one. 
If you leave your answer to the first question, which we'll get to later in the podcast, on our website in the comment section for this episode, um, we, uh, we'll be uh, bitching a little bit about this Entertainment Weekly article, this whole issue that came on the 100 Greatest Things. So uh, we signed it. Our guest, Mike Lawrence, has signed it. Uh, we'll uh, give it away to somebody who leaves their comment there to the first question. So be looking for that. Uh, also, uh, if you want to uh, get involved, people. Woo! Pop can, squad! That's right. We're forming a pop squad, y'all. <laughs> that sounds weird, but that's what we're calling it, I there think. There it is. Uh, you can send us an email, info at popmyculturepodcast.com. I'm collecting all these emails. I've been starting to get in contact with people, but basically we're really excited for anyone that has extra time or is good at the internet that wants to do a little help with us. Yeah. It's going to be really us, fun. Uh, get the word out and get yeah. this other places. Because um, we think we have a fun show and we want people to hear it. Right. You guys. Well, <laughs> I'm, the guest is calling. I have to That's go. That's right. So uh, we'll be right back with our guest. Our guest today is a great, great comedian. He's also host of the Nerd of Mouth podcast. He just released his first comedy CD uh, entitled Sadamantium. Mike Lawrence is here, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Do you prefer a comedy album? Yeah, it's fine. He got Did it you right. Find that offensive? No, no. You know, I mean, people don't get the title right, which, which is fun because people are like, "Why? Why do you, you know, name your album something that's hard to pronounce?" And I was like, "Because the people that get it will." You know? <laughs> that's right. It's it, worth it, is it. A, it is a Wolverine reference. Yes. Say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here, Mike. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we are uh, maybe we'll start with this. We are smack dab in the middle of uh, summer movie. What a uh, time. Blockbusting summer. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them, but. Yeah, that block is just saying, don't bust me no more. Oh, I can't I be can't... busted. I yeah. can't take this busting. <laughs> yeah. What a brutal busting. The film industry's giving That's me the right. Block. Every I just week. imagine Blockbuster, just a block with a bra on it. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, it's, uh, it seems that two to three big things are opening up with massive expectations, and one or two live up to it, and one or two do not. All these expectations are unreal. And yeah. a couple completely bomb and others overperform. I've <laughs> gone through every single possibility yeah, yeah. at a box office. What things I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah, I think oh. it was pretty much all the options. <laughs> uh, I've seen most everything at this point. I've been pretty good about keeping up. I like the Cole judges me because I haven't seen these movies, and he says, "But well, we have a pop culture podcast." <laughs> but some people, we have lives to live, <laughs> bills to pay. All these movies, movies are so expensive. Now, Mike, you're a big comic guy, yeah. So, did you see? I'm assuming you saw Man of Steel. Um, yeah. I'm glad you didn't say the new Superman movie because it wasn't one. Yeah, but okay. I, I did see I agree with you there. Man of, of Steel. The Steel is for his heart because he is a piece of shit. He is a horrible, awful human being. Uh, they just they didn't adapt the Superman comic books. They just adapted that song from Five for Fighting. Like I just wanted the movie to end with Superman looking into the camera, just going, "It's not easy." Oh my God. It's such a douchey shitty movie this movie is for every guy that grew up going you know what superman's a fag well they made a superman movie for you you o'doyle rules fisting mountain dew drinking motherfuckers it is such uh it's not even a poorly made movie that and it, it broke my heart this movie did because this is the this is the movie for people who heckle at comedy shows and say they're helping the comedian yep that's because that's basically uh how superman helps people it's by killing them it's the x body spray of superman movie yeah you guys catch me up all right all right so what i've heard is oh it's just a snooze fest like it starts out interesting and you never really get to see him be superman you get to, okay the be a noble person the action sequences are just punch 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 destroy building and some of them are great they're exciting but there's no humanity he doesn't save people there's all these buildings that topple over um and what what like my problem is that they made this movie as individual moments, but when you look at it as a full narrative, it's just a disaster. Who do you blame? I I mean, well, Snyder can't tell a story to save his life. Yeah, so people are like, "What's Zack Snyder?" I'm like, "The guy hasn't made a good movie yet." Like, what? Um, I mean, no, I mean, like, he, he makes visually interesting movies. He makes YouTube that. fan videos. 
Yeah. Like, he makes the best, like, YouTube fan videos you've ever seen. Watchmen is not a great movie. It's a fantastic gift. You gave some goober $100 million and said, go nuts. That's what they would do, you know. But there wouldn't be any storytelling involved or anything. It would just be this gorgeous thing. And that, I mean, that's, he's great at it. He's, he's a music video director. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, but in this movie, um, Superman is raised by shitty parents. Um, then his adopted dad comes in. I mean, not his adopted dad, his real dad comes in, tells him what he should do at the age of 33. So you got to think of that too when you're watching this. You're not watching a Superman movie, you're watching a movie about a 33 year old who doesn't know what to do with his life. It's like Orange County with powers. The Jack Black role, as it were. Uh, and did you notice how, like, Lois Lane just pops up everywhere all the time. She just happens to be yeah. like, oh, I knew you'd be a Grand Central Station battling Zod. Well, do you feel but like she's the only been person he's seen. movie that's worked? I think there's been elements. I think I still think Superman Returns is even way worse than this and is my pick for the worst comic book movie ever made. <laughs> that movie is beyond bad. <laughs> you know, and I think what's interesting, so they went in the completely different extreme with this one because in that one they were still trying to homage the Donner movies and Christopher Reeve and there's no punching at all. And then this one, they're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll fix that. And they just went way. <laughs> and I think a great Superman movie is somewhere in between. Um, but uh, we just haven't gotten it yet. Because, oh. well, he's not supposed to be like the other heroes, but they make all these movies as a formula. Right. Like his dad, like, kills himself in this movie because they needed to be, you know, more tragic. But it's like Superman is who he is because his parents don't die tragically his adopted parents you know they're yeah, good people they're like good parents and that that's why he's a good person teach him his humanity and keep him grounded as yeah. much as you can ground superman you guys so superman he's gonna kills, fly baby he is Su- gonna fly superman kills a dude at the end and you know but it's like if your dad kills himself of course you're gonna grow up to be an asshole you know, like because people are saying, well, that's just, just you know, he's got to learn not to kill by killing somebody. I'm like, no, he know. doesn't. That's no. the worst rule I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. <I> know. Yeah. <laughs> and we also learn from this movie is that the Daily Planet has like really no like qualms about hiring anybody to work there because yeah. literally is like, oh, here's our new. Uh, they also rebuild really fast. Yeah, really quick. <laughs> the buildings are completely destroyed. I live in New York. It's taken us 11 years to get a Freedom Tower. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's taking a long ass time. To get but a I just love tower. the fact that the Daily Planet's like, oh, you've worked on oil rigs and uh, you know stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, come work in Welcome the newsroom. Because th- this isn't a coveted job by people you know out of college with journalism degrees yeah. that are trying to get in the door. Yeah. He left the dying world of Krypton to go to the dying world of newspapers. Print <laughs> <Yeah>. journal. <laughs> 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 or like, hey, hey, what are your qualifications? You know, I used to love that show, Early Edition on CBS. Can you? <laughs> Can you Welcome guys hire to the me? team, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> was like cool. Ed, but with a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not. Uh, it was not a good movie. Like it held my attention for the most part. Yeah. Um, there was moments that I liked, but for the most part, I walked like only going, "Yeah, that happened." But you could watch a dude stab another dude, and that's going to hold your attention. Isn't <laughs> that's true. It? It's going to be fascinating. It's going to make you feel better. Yeah, like in the Stab a Dude series. There's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stab a Dude Two, Electric Stab a Loo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a fun one. Yeah, it's just these big. Like I had fairly low expectations anyways because one like I was I was a Marvel I was a Marvel kid growing up so I don't have like the attachment to Superman that people have so I've gone to love it all yeah yeah I mean like I'm good with it like I I'm I yeah Superman's cool but like I don't I don't have that like I have Marvel or DC yeah it's kind of like Golden Girls or Designing Women you can't Designing Women woman yeah <laughs> That's who I yeah, you am. Can't like both. No, um, it's East Coast West Coast rap, you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> choose a side. Yeah, so like Betty White lived yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to surpass them all. <laughs> but yeah, I just I didn't have this like I had low low expectations in the sense that like I don't I hold like X Men movies to higher expectations to me because like that was my book growing up. So for me, it's like I have you know not that my, like, I expect a lot from them, but I, I I'm hopeful for a lot from them. Mm. But I'm not as like invested in the Superman. I just series. think this 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 movie summer is 
fucking sucked. And, <laughs> what else did you see? Um, well, I mean, I've, I've seen some of the movies. Uh, I saw Iron Man 3. Um, did you see Star Trek? Yeah, I did. There was a fire in my theater, so I didn't get to see the end of it. Whoa, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Did you set it? No. <laughs> did, did the, just by glaring at the screen? <laughs> this, this is, is my Star Trek. Superman. No. Did, the, did the lens flares start it? No, no there, was, there was a popcorn Pop fire. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And just from. as it was like getting really good, so I haven't. And, and you know, yeah, with the then they gave us they gave us free passes, but we were already like an hour and fifteen minutes in. You're yeah, like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's rough when you're yeah. like. Yeah, so we'll see something else. Me and the girlfriend. We had this uh, thing happen once years ago on Christmas Day. I would always go to like a movie with my family on Christmas Day. We'll go to like you know like the noon showing or something the first showing of the day and one year we went to see that tim robbins meg ryan movie iq which is like about einstein and um (laughs) we're about 45 minutes into it and then all of a sudden at a real change the movie like shifts dramatically but it and then like i'm like it's in paris all of a sudden there's marcello mastriani what is he doing there but there's tim robbins again and then i realized oh this is it switched to pret-a-porte the robert altman movie which also happened to have tim robbins in it and it switched and it switched (laughs) at uh, the point where there was another scene with tim robbins and also like there's julia roberts what is she it's like tim and uh, tim robbins was no you gotta see i'm in a better movie than this (laughs) (laughs) no you guys please don't judge me by my imdb page (laughs) what was hilarious about it is is everybody just sat there in the theater just watching like not thinking anything about it but just getting thoroughly confused from a minute or two and then I like to, I'm like this is this is like this is that Robert Altman movie this is Pretty Porte this is Pretty Porte so like I went out and like was like uh guys I just switched to a different movie and they're like, what? And they like, came and looked. Uh, I don't know. Like, I was a teenager. So precocious, I this know. kid. I, were to, like, I got to say pretentious. <laughs> uh, excuse me, this is pret a porte Free passes all around. It's all about ready to wear, right? You could have been Eni Kamosi. Hot Stepper. It's a great song. But, like, because it was Christmas Day when it opened, it was Christmas Eve, no one checked the print. Like, they didn't go through and, like, usually they watch screen stuff for the employees of the theater or whatever. But they check it to make sure it works. But obviously, Christmas Eve, they weren't going to make their employees stay or their projectionists stay and screen the prints. That's a real Uncle Scrooge move. <laughs> watch all of IQ. But but my son, Tiny Tim, he needs to, I said, watch it. Though, honestly, it's like projectionists are, like, the one person in a movie theater that are unionized. So they would get, like, you know, $20 an hour hour to literally be like play you know set the reels going and like then to sit back so i don't know if i feel that badly for them having to stay yeah. a little late on christmas eve what a trip down minimary lane for a young cole whose life yeah, was forever changed but, the, but, the, but this season yeah like just like all these apocalypse movies i don't like all, that so many and then you know too it's like we used to get a great Pixar movie every year, and they've just been doing shitty no, sequels. No, they're just like, no, why not I will, remake a thing? I will say Monsters University is pretty good. I, I will. I don't. How was, was the short good? I almost want to go just watch the short fun. and then go see something Set else. Set some popcorn on fire and leave. Well, because Brave was terrible. Cute. Cars 2 was awful. Cars 2 was the worst thing they've ever done. By far. Yeah. And Toy um, Story 3 was fine, but I mean, I think Up is their masterpiece. It is. Up is fantastic. Well, they so, peaked. There's a bunch of good. Well, the first yeah. 20 Before minutes that. of Up is the best movie that came out that year. Are you talking about the montage? Yes. It's oh. only four and a half minutes. I watch it all. Four twenty two. That, that is the I best thing that came out that year. Oh, by far. The but the, the rest movie of... after that is great, but like nothing compared oh, yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just like Brave the bar was set. so stupid. And I almost feel like Disney was like the <laughs> devil and they were like, you can make this amazing brilliant scene but you can never make anything great again <laughs> you know it's like and they're like all right it's worth it. it's worth it yeah monsters university well one i know the guy that directed it this guy dan scanlon who's yeah. been coming to my festival for years he met his wife at a workshop there and stuff and just moved up the pixar ladder so i didn't realize he was the director until like a month or so out when i was like reading about summer movies and his first time director dan scanlon i was like what the shit uh-huh. um but it's like he's he's a very funny guy he's got a good sense of comedy so it's very much like a it's like revenge of the nerds i just don't want to see billy crystal and john goodman voice college kids <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird to me i think me. that's a fair thing to not one. I mean, I one, but it's like. Not one. <laughs> but this is like the fourth in a row that's not. 
you know, and not I'm sure it's decent. Yeah, no, I, t- Toy I totally. Toy Story was, you know, Toy Story three was good, but it's like, well, they don't get to reuse the pictures; they have to redraw stuff. So why not draw new things? Well, because well, the they're thing the greatest like, idea people. They are, but most of those movies, like Toy Story two and things like that, initially were like planned for home video. But then when they started to see the production quality was as good as it was, they're like, well, we got to open this theatrically, which is what they did. No, but now and it's now, just like anything is safer when it's part of a franchise. But that's getting right. so disgusting. So they're they're still working yeah. on plenty of original things, but like they also have these in the pipeline because like especially now that you know disney's like they want to have these big box offices. but this year we were supposed to get newt but it was too similar to rio i guess so they're like oh let's just eh, fuck original ideas yeah brave brave was like disgusting they fired the woman who was making it and then they replaced her with dudes and it's just a dumb dude movie about women and and bears. It's more about bears than women. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. I have a big it's like a bad with sitcom. With a stupid witch scene that never pays off. And they that just witch scene never pays off. Go to the witch's cabin. Don't worry, nothing is gonna come back except for you turn into bears. Everyone turns into And they bear. already did the one where the girl turned into a frog. It's yeah, like, well, come on. Yeah. Well, that movie is originally called The Bear and the Bow. And yeah. they changed it to be like Brave. Like it's got to be like some nondescript thing. Like, well, oh, that, that, that original title was Two On. So let's do something that's completely and away. Watch. Like John Carter. We can't say he's from end. Mars. He's yeah, just John he's just Carter. John Carter. Yeah. Just call it John. You know? yeah. <laughs> and she rips up that tapestry. There's such bad behavior. But then the lesson is you learned manners. I know people would fight me on that. There's my, some brave. You know my issue with brave. I don't is, want to talk about you it. You know what? <laughs> my, my issue with brave. The thing that was hard enough for me for brave is you're like, a ginger. You're allowed to <laughs> does not represent us. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I am brave, and that's not my life. You got to find your heart and tie it to bind. I just can't deal with Kelly McDonald's voice anymore because, like, her character on Boardwalk got so irritating that, like, I now associate her with that so much that when I hear her voice, that I'm like, I can't. It's just a shitty okay. movie. I, just I can't, can't get away from it. And then people are saying World War Z is really good, but it looks it is way good. too disturbing to me. It is good. All I, those bodies falling off the thing. I don't, don't want to see. see I don't want to see fast moving, faceless zombies. Oh. I like. I, I, I like. I like. I like The Walking Dead. You know. Give yeah. Me, They're walking. It's yeah, yeah. But this, it's just like, and and for some, you, you, you ever notice like it's like every movie that you go to, you'll get the same trailer. Like, oh, yeah. last year it was Flight. Every movie I went to, I saw Wreck-It Ralph, and there was a Flight trailer. And I'm like, what? I came here to escape you. you it, know? Was, uh, it was End of Watch last year for me. That yeah. trailer played for six months. Yeah. Because they pushed the release date back to, like, September at the time. Oh, yeah. So it was just – and it was the same trailer Remember every Mindhunters? single time. Hunters? Yeah. They pushed that trailer back three – like, that movie three years. So you would keep seeing it. And, like, it seemed like Val Kilmer was getting fatter each time. <laughs> I kept movie. seeing the Marissa Tomei one where then Billy Crystal gets hit in the balls. <laughs> uh, parental guidance. And every yeah. time the audience yeah. is like ah! – <laughs> Like, I don't even want to be in this room with you people. That's how it feels to do comedy. You're like, you're going to laugh at that? Well, I hope I bomb. (laughs) You don't deserve this. You don't know what I'm saying. You don't get me. It is pretty funny, though, to see, like, listen to an audience turn on a trailer. Like before, oh, yeah. like I remember when the trailer for Devil came out, which was that ele- Devil in an Elevator movie that M Night Shyamalan produced. Didn't even direct it, but his name. But his name was on it. And then when the, the, everybody's on board for the pre for a while, and they're like, you know, a f- uh, pre- you know, from producer M Night Shyamalan, and everybody goes and starts oh, laughing and really? booing it. Yeah, what a sad. And I was like, it's, it's well, it's just in general, like the backlash against M Night is like semi warranted, but like it's so extreme that like, yeah, it's, uh, fuck him, no, like, it's warranted. He's not he's not made a good movie in a long time. Granted. <laughs> and I saw After Earth, and I got to say, guys, it was honestly okay. Ew, Cole. It wasn't good, Cole, but it was so okay. Right Did you now. watch it? No, but no. I saw Jaden in a squirrel suit. That's that movie, right? Yeah, that is that movie. No thanks. It's a spiritual sequel to the Will Smith song, Just the Two of Us. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, yes, it's basically Will Smith bought his, his son a, a summer blockbuster for movie for his birthday. But it like as like as it's not an M. Night Shyamalan movie. He stamps barely on it. He's a director for higher and it was okay it was decent sci-fi it was not great cool what i it was it was okay. i said what about that movie after earth <laughs> i love the fact that you and i thought less of you because you said you liked it I, I i love it that you guys are turning on me for saying that it was okay it's not like i'm coming out and being like after earth is hands down the best movie of the summer you guys if you're gonna go see a shitty movie and not hate it then you forgot why it's like going to see a scary movie and be like i'm not gonna be scared it's a shitty movie hate it 
feel the hate. There's but definitely movies I that made me a lot more angry or like, right, like, really rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> and he's just like the Godfather. I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, I did just see White House Down, you guys. Oh. Okay, was that worse? It was like. I mean, Emmerich be... versus Shyamalan is a pretty yeah, ugly battle. I, I feel like that's what Pacific Rim should be. It's just yeah. Yeah. giant mech suits fighting <laughs> each other. And Guillermo going, yeah, I know I should have used puppets. Uh, yeah, it's World. White House Down. It's, it's pretty lame. It's like, it's like trying to be diehard, but like, let's not be smart about it. Whereas Die Hard, and then they copy like like our character archetypes too. Like there's this like eccentric hacker guy that Jimmy Simpson plays that listens to classical music and is in this room surrounded by monitors, just like the guy, the black guy from Die Hard. The quarterback oh, yeah. is toast. Like they're copying that guy, and uh, I don't know. And there's not really a good villain. Like the villains are just like whatever. But you've got the unstoppable charisma of one Channing Tatum. Yeah. But he doesn't do. Are you that a Fanning much. Tatum? I'm a Fanning Tatum. Yeah. I don't know what I am for him. He just makes me feel things. <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, the, the movie though, it's like, it's like let's make Air Force One, but take out all of the planes and excitement. <laughs> That's what it seems like. I think I. I honestly think Roland Emmerich might be the worst director of our generation. He's pretty bad. And some he doesn't get enough credit for how <laughs> terrible day day after tomorrow like fuck the room, you know, fuck troll too. <laughs> They're fine, but I think like whenever like cuz like you know, I saw the room, and someone was like, "This is the worst movie." And I'm like, "No, day after tomorrow, it's like <laughs> day after tomorrow." You, you always have to factor in the like fucking- the resources, the amount of money people spend on stuff, the actors that they get. Day after tomorrow has to be by far, yeah, if not the worst, one of the worst. Well, movies. and all the, the people fucking- have to say yes to something on those big movies because the little movies that are weird and bad, it's like, yeah, this was a small group of people with a little bit of money making something. But those huge things that it's like, there were so many meetings. Before there are this so happened. many. There are so many laugh out loud scenes in that movie. Um, I, and I remember too. I remember the wolves. The wolves is the worst thing. Ever. Yeah, one of the worst things I've ever seen in film. Yeah, that's, that's. I remember watching that movie and being like, "I'm bored for a little bit," and then I got to the wolves and I was like, "All right, this is officially the worst piece of shit." No, all the library stuff when they're when they're in the library <laughs> and there's the the, the nerdy guy and. Uh, they're burning all the books, and he's going to burn the Bible, and he's like, it's actually keeping me warm now. <laughs> and he's oh, just God. holding it to his chest. Like, I mean, Emmerich, The Patriot was really bad, and that was like an important movie. And then, uh, fuck Godzilla, Independence Day. Oof. Emmerich just keeps, and he keeps fucking blowing up the White House yeah. like, over and over and over again. Like, dude, we get it. You don't like the White House. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to see you fuck with it anymore. Because at least, you know, like... There's even a line in the movie where somebody goes like oh that's the that's the building they blew up in independence day like he's checking wow. his like to remind us all that like yeah remember when i blew that up in independence day and, and that was a cool concept like 10 years or 15 years and then ago? jamie fox just goes into the white house and you see outside bill pullman's the janitor just sweeping <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome that would be pretty i bad. used to live here <laughs> <laughs> yeah and jamie fox like as the pre- like the thing is you know i've got I mean, clearly, yeah, no one could even be like, well, he's a black president anymore. It's, it'd be weirder if it was a white president. But, like, but the thing is, it's like he's all quippy and shit in the trailers. Yeah, he doesn't quip as much in the actual film. But, like, though, like, when they are chasing around the White House, he goes to, like, his residency and, like, he looks up because he loses his shoe and he looks up and he sees, like, a pair of nice white Jordans that he has in there. So he's now running it's around like in tennis Cinderella shoes with his moment. suit. Yeah. And then, like, some terrorist is, like, you know, he's fighting him and he's, like, kicking him in the face going, like, take your, get your hands off my Jordans. It's pretty not good. Who's Wait, the, that's a real thing that That's happens? a real thing that happens. So who are the villains in it? Uh, well, I don't want to give away too much, you guys. Uh, well, Jason, Jason is the, okay. The, the main like henchman guy is Jason Clark, who's a really good actor. I think he's yeah. he's really good. Who he's, is he? Jason Clark was in Zero Dark Thirty. He was the guy that was doing all the torturing oh, for yeah. her with the beard, and um, later shaved it in the second half of the film. Looks so stunning. Um, when and he's he in Lawless and other stuff too. He's really good. Uh, J- uh, James Woods. Um, I mean, there's really good people in the movie. Like, oh, there it's, always it's, is it's in those like movies. there are yeah. like Richard Jenkins is in it. Like really good quality actors, and that's the, that are doing that's their the best. worst thing when you yeah. But but the movies are so but like Ian Holm is in Day After Tomorrow, and I love Ian Holm, right. but the movie is terrible, <laughs> and it's just like it's one of those things where like 
the humane moments in those movies are the most inhumane. Or like you clearly understand that they know nothing about people or life <laughs> at all, you know. Like the the tender, you know, like like Armageddon, you know, the animal cracker around oh, her navel. Yeah. So I also don't know how women feel about their bellies. Like I don't know who I would never let someone like prance an animal around on my stomach <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a spot we want to have something smoosh around on. Yeah. I think I speak for all women. That's always really bothered me. Like, I would never have that fantasy. I wish I, someone would just dance something around in my puffy belly. I, I no. almost feel like they would just stop wasting our time in these big movies that are two and a half hours long with trying to, like, humanize these characters so we care when they die. We're not going to care. So, no. like, just go ahead and send them up to blow up the asteroid or whatever. I don't need to know. Like, just literally have them go, like, hey, I've got a lady back home. Oh, cool. You're yeah, but they, um, I think it's a budget thing, too, though. They can't, you know, you, you know, because you'll realize there's only... 12 minutes of asteroid you know what i mean yeah that's true and so they had they gotta filler. pat it out it's yeah or something they they call it character development it's not you're just <laughs> you're getting blue balls just fucking watching you know when the hell is something gonna happen <laughs> yeah that's, this uh, is our sassiest podcast yet i think yeah. it's for sass. well you know the movies i just say every every joke as like a truman capote type you get blue balls <laughs> Well, I never. Well, since, since we're already up in arms about things. Yeah. Uh, Entertainment Weekly just put out an issue, the 100 Greatest Issue, where they did a bunch of different lists of the 100 Greatest Movies. Oh, this the is going to be the Gripe Fest. Greatest, Cole is amped about The 100 Greatest Albums, the 100 Greatest Books, oh, uh, hey, things like that. The 100 Greatest Issues of Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they do this all the time. They did their 100. This is my least favorite part. For the listeners, I'm flipping to the back. Oh, the Suits advertisement on the back? Suits advertisement. Hey, hey. No, they do the all-time greatest bull. Bullseye moments. They do the bullseye thing in the back, and it's all like right. these are our favorite things. Just, They're horrible. And all They're literally, all clever. bullseye is is like, hey, this thing is happening now. It missed the mark, or it was on the mark. That's the whole idea. Dude, this is like really self congratulating Congratulate. Right? So, like, and there, and then, well, here's the funny thing. They're all within the last three years yeah. of an all-time greats list. The, the earliest one is Kevin Bacon's BlackBerry reportedly stolen. Entire world has to change phone numbers. And look, this is the read that one the the Wizard of Oz one. Like this, after like, sitting through all 154 minutes of Transformers, oh. we're still not sure which robot Rosie Huntington Whiteley played. Burn! <laughs> oh, you guys, we gotta you gotta read that these on. as an old gay southerner. <laughs> When anthropologists look back at 2012, they will wonder why we were so hesitant to pick up the phone. Meow. <laughs> Larry King's new talk show is streaming on Hulu. I don't know what any of those words mean, says King. For starter, what's a Larry King? Snarf, snarf. <laughs> what does it mean? You just end everyone uh. with a shitty catchphrase. Just as the minds predicted, Taylor Kitsch's movie career came to an end in 2012. Cowabunga! <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> My <laughs> bad. That's what me <laughs> So the whole issue. That, that's a Kurt Braunholder joke. I sorry. Nice. So I'm going to put out of here. So yeah. in, in this issue. Yeah. Uh, it's you know whatever they're like and they start the whole thing off like this is these are opinions obviously it's to be discussed it's it's gonna, it's gonna be controversial here and there they're doing it to, to support their website you have to realize right um uh, so the, in the hundred greatest movies list this is put together by owen gleberman and lisa schwartzbaum have been their critics forever the lisa yeah, schwartzbaum yeah. left the magazine a little while ago so i'm wondering if they've been working this for a while and there's no there's a lot of no surprises like on this yeah. one. <laughs> citizen kane is number one you know things like that godfather's two casablanca really, three though? um okay. well it's i mean it's like the go-to uh, yeah. but it's, it's the go-to it's a very safe but, and the, but most of this list to me feels like kind of old and fuddy-duddy um and there's a couple things mixed in like days and confused is number 80 like things that you wouldn't quite yeah, expect yeah. but um they have little okay, just tell me where Pick spice world is yeah <laughs> they have a little subs at number seven they have little sub <laughs> lists lucky. in here of like the 10 greatest action films the 10 greatest family yeah, movies yeah. whatever the 10 greatest comedies list this will not be in the 10 greatest podcast preambles. <laughs> you've, you've done more setup to this yes. list than Man of Steel. Did. There we go. Just fly already. 10 greatest comedies list is the one that made me a little upset. Okay. Um, so according to them, these are your, the 10 greatest comedies of all time. 
Number one, and we all have this as our number one greatest comedy, you guys. Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush. <laughs> yep. Take, sink that in. Roar. When you guys think about... Meow. <laughs> was this, put was this written by a librarian from the Hot for Teacher video before <laughs> she becomes before a Before she just... takes her glasses <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I have... I, Chaplin's movies are fine. Like, they're, they're very well done. So I don't really laugh at them. Let's just read the rest of it. Let, let's get angrier. Two is, two is Annie Hall. Three is Some Like It Hot. Four is Adam's Rib. Five is Duck Soup. Six is Manhattan. Seven is It Happened One Night. Eight is Dr. Strangelove. Nine is Rushmore. And ten is Sullivan's Travels. Those are the ten greatest comedies of all time, according to these guys. Ugh. It just makes it, two Woody Allen old movies. Oh man, take a look at my list. <laughs> yeah. There's not a single airplanes nowhere near this. Airplanes not even in the top 100. No, it's too recent. Uh, uh, young Frankenstein no, they, they isn't in there. Folded in Rushmore to seem sucks. young. Mel Brooks has better movies than Young Frankenstein. Yeah, it's not funny. What it's is so the, funny. what is your favorite? I, Mel Brooks. I, I I think Spaceballs is better. I do enjoy Spaceballs. But like, not, he's not. He is, none of his movies show up in the top 100. Which okay, it's fine. But like, as far as comedies go, like you got to put one in there. Did you know that Mel Brooks produced the Elephant Man? Yeah, Brooks Jones did. Yeah. Next. Have <laughs> <laughs> you guys see this list? Yeah, but just the fact. Is, but, the, but but the thing is, I mean, and maybe it's our generation. Maybe we don't know funny anymore. But like, <laughs> I've seen a good amount of these movies, and some of them are great, but a lot of them are dated, and and a lot of them. And they're all make you laugh. Kind of lightly comic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're I mean, yes. duck, duck soup. I'd say, yes. all of these is probably the best uh, in a laugh out loud. Yeah, sense. right. But the rest I mean, are all more kind of, isn't hilarious. It's not like it's it's, it's funny, but it's this top ten. They're lightly comic and like movies that are like they have their moments, but they're not like they're not things I would like. I don't know. For me, a comedy like really should Just make you go laugh. Ahead, say your top ten. I don't know. I haven't figured that out, but there's a lot of movies that, like, you know, too much. I laugh at and I'll watch over and over. Yeah. You know, that are still funny to me every time I watch it. I laugh at Office Space every time I watch Office Space. Yeah. They don't have up in the ten greatest family movies. Go fuck themselves. What are their family movies? Uh, Bambi number one, Ooh. Toy Story number two. Bambi is number but one. But even like, even like Toy Story three improves upon Toy Story and is a little more emotional and stuff. Things right. get better sometimes. I'm not it's just funny that in the same thing where you have this bullseye list of the last three years with a great Carly Lee Ray Jimson joke. <laughs> <laughs> as if there's any other guy. <laughs> I need this. Zing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, greatest of all time and then it's just regurgitative of itself. So Bambi's number one family film and then number fourteen overall. But Bambi and Bambi is the highest rated an- animated film on here. There are so many better animated yeah. movies. Okay. I know that that's what's weird to me is like okay, I have no problem with Bambi. I like Bambi. Bambi's fine, but Bambi's a cute little deer. There's like, but you have a problem with like Bambi. There's like 20 to 30 animated movies I would put in front of Bambi. The Sorrow and the Pity though is just so much better than um uh and I'm trying to find something that I <laughs> there's there's good stuff on here, but it's all it's all here's the problem with it. They're all important movies, but they're not you movies know, you love. They're really all great. Resonate, yeah, yeah. Because you know, pe- like people will watch The Princess Bride over and over and over again. It's nowhere near that list. But like, are you like honestly? Are you going to watch The Sorrow and the Pity more than one time ever? Yeah, there's nothing on this list that I've seen so far in the past. 10 or 15 years and and i know that uh, oh the hurt locker um but i know that and that's 74 but i know that like you know it, it shouldn't be so recent but you know we're still making good peppered stuff. within yeah there. it's like it's i mean there's literally I mean, a couple after earth was okay that should be on this <laughs> list <laughs> it's one-on-one guys yeah uh but yeah it's just i don't know like half of it's like you there there's a lot of things on there that you obviously wouldn't exclude they're all very good classic films but there's just a lot of other things too that it just it's just weird to me and i know it's like it's people's taste and it's people's opinions and it's we all okay. have different things yeah. which is fine Everyone's different. but like i expected to be a lot more in agreement with the list than i was and you know what I mean? Like, you usually read things like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Duh, duh, duh. There's so much pain in uh, your Dark eyes. Knight is on, Dark Knight's on here at 88. Yep. Um, you don't like Dark Knight? I, I love it. Yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, you do like it. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird. Like, And then Woodstock's 89. Who wants to rewatch Woodstock? Exactly. It was the music festival. It doesn't even belong on the list. <laughs> the 10 sexiest films. 
Ooh, it's a uh, the unbearable lightness of being. No, no, it's not. It's got to be within is. the hundred. How does Jennifer Tilly get in the top ten, and I don't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sorrow and the pity, nineteen sixty nine. Best uh, documentary. Number one, uh, best documentary. Yeah, and even yeah, all these documentaries are are older. Uh, the newest one is, um, I think, Hoop Dreams is yeah, in there. Crumb, yeah, yeah. But these are all, yeah. I just feel like I'm I'm looking at a, a film class. Yeah, you know. Come on, have your finger on the pulse. Entertainment Weekly. It's not entertainment. And there's a whole TV list too. Like it's all everything here is. I'm sure The Wire number one. Yep. I'm at least that's you know you know yeah it's The Simpsons number two. Andy Griffith's number seven. But at least that's a risk. Smiling someone. You know. Andy Griffith is a risk. No, no. I'm saying having the 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 Wire is number one. I I think is a ballsy choice. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's not the safe choice. But 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 it's just interesting that the TV list is so much more progressive than. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people would put like the Sopranos up there. A lot of people would put Mash or um, yeah, Mash feels like a safe choice. Uh, All in the Family, things like that. Like, there's definitely shows that like are very important and like definitely change the landscape of TV when they're on. So you think you can dance? <laughs> Shasta McNasty. There's <laughs> lots of lots of shows. I love Shasta McNasty <laughs> with Jake Busey. That's right. Mash is 31. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot of good things on there. And then, like, Beatles uh, at number one. Yeah, of course. Like, my, uh, I, I, I tweeted at Mike Nelson from MSC3K and yeah. Riff Tracks, um, and I wrote, like, hey, did you see that Entertainment Weekly put Mystery Science Theater 3000 as the 89th best show, show of all time? Uh, one better than Felicity, but one worse than Perry Mason. <laughs> and, uh, and then he's like, oh, I'll see you in court, Perry Mason. And then I also wrote, like, it just goes to what we've all been saying this whole time about MSC3K. It's good, but it's not Perry Mason good. Right, right. (laughs) But it's interesting that, like, you look at, like, I mean, I guess there's so many more movies than TV shows, obviously. But, like, you look at it. It's funny how much greater that movie, like, even, like, even though we disagree with some of those on the movie list, you're like, all right, these are all, like, unquestionably pretty great movies. Right. But then you're like Felicity on the top. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, anything is going to be subjective. There's going to be supporters yeah. and and you know dissenters amongst the ranks. But uh, I just I don't know. It's just like when I, you think of comedies, like that. I don't I don't know if you asked anybody what's the greatest comedy ever made other than Lisa Schwartzman and and Owen Gleiberman. Would they say Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush? No, that's just that's such a weird uh, left field choice. It's a bookish choice. And then, and then, speaking of, they have yeah, no, books. the book section I can't even handle. Anna Karenina, greatest book of all time, evidently. The, the book section is really not. Let me just say that uh, Huckleberry Finn is number sixty-two. So, Where's the Bible on here? No, but the, <laughs> the Harry Potter books are number seven. Yeah, I can't handle that list. You guys, we gotta we gotta be positive about something. That's right. This is a real bitch fest. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What kind of food do you guys like? To- <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, I can't your- believe salads got number one. <laughs> Fuck <Salads>. you, EW. <laughs> Pizza's number seven. Come on. Yeah, the weekly in entertainment weekly is spelled W E A K. Oh shit. Oh. I said it. <laughs> That's on the bullseye list next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about your CD and your podcast, Nerd of Mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where did you even get more negative? <laughs> <laughs> where uh, where did how long have you been doing that now? Uh, we've been doing it about uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. About how about does it make you are. feel? <laughs> it makes me feel good. We're over a hundred episodes in. Uh, it's weird, you know. We're in such an oversaturated market that it's huh. kind of hard to yeah, I know. Yeah, compete. <laughs> um, but you know, we 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 just try to do our thing. I mean, the thing is, it's like keeping up on all this stuff. Yeah, it does cost so much money yeah. and stuff. So what we we don't have in you know immediacy or information we, we try to make up for in entertainment you yeah know, and, and just have a fun show because yeah i mean there's all these different comic book shows and you know movie shows and stuff where they yeah they do go see everything right i wouldn't want to exhausting yeah and i don't like being out that much i don't like leaving <laughs> places <laughs> did, like you, did you go to see afterwards and go this is for research <laughs> you know, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm really like, I feel like I should just see this just to know. 
Like, and I know sometimes people like walk out of movies and stuff like that. I was like, no, I like to stay for the entire thing. So when people ask me why I hated it, I can list as many potential, you know, every it's many reasons. Because oh, yeah. like the, the, the biggest thing people will discount your opinion is you're like, oh, I don't know. I walked out after 20 minutes. I'm like, well, then how can you judge it or whatever? So I like to be able to say like, well, Stick here's everything that was not good about that. Thing. I let Cole do the heavy lifting and right. I'd be And sometimes I'm just curious about, you know, like just sometimes <laughs> I'll be, be like, stupid. New I, I think I a lot of people watch Battlefield Earth because they just had to see what the, the train wreck. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that was like 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 John Carter. I tried watching that, and and the, you know, and the thing was, it, it's interesting because you know, Kitsch did John Carter and Battleship in the same year. Yeah, both are terrible, but Battleship I could watch. But there, there's a difference between watchably bad and just really like unwatchably bad. Yeah. Like, John Carter was just boring, but like Battleship, I was like, what? Rihanna's a navigator. You know? <laughs> John just watched Battleship last week, and he came out of his office in a great mood. Oh, like <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. thought it was all right. When that, when that big like guy comes out, and it turns out he's got prosthetic legs. <laughs> and he's fighting the alien. And then the best, the best scene is when when they they bring the old guys from like the 40s onto the battleship and there's just like an old crusty navigator and he's helping Rihanna like work the communications equipment it's just just, just nice to see her with a man who wouldn't hit her Uh, (laughs) that was that was refreshing (laughs) why are we okay with that why why doesn't why hasn't the world stopped like I get this is one of my my like like I was watching the Tonys which I, I rarely do, but I was home. You know, I was like, let's watch, you know, NPH. He's good for a number. You don't have to defend watching the Tonys. Uh, I watch it every I day. am to myself. <laughs> uh, this wasn't for you. <laughs> no, but the second that fucking rapist Mike Tyson uh, comes out, I'm like, really? You I, don't have to accept everybody, Broadway. And, wait, I think... Okay, Paula Deen, getting raked over the coals. Go for it. I'm all for a racist getting in trouble, and I don't think she's been very nice. But why don't we do that to rapists, too? The, like, I think why are men getting away more, with this? And I, and I think, you know, yeah, I don't condone what Paula Deen, you know, said or does or feeds people. But, like, but at the same time... we're being brutal on her, and there's people that have abused people and publicly... And making jokes now. Yes. Yeah. And there's hey, everybody. a crush on them. Like, he, when he did the Comedy Central roast, so he, he asked uh, to be, he asked, you know, to make sure that the comics don't make fun of him for that. You know, because oh. he's sensitive about it. Oh, okay. Because well, it reminds well, well, sorry, him of a, buddy. Of, of a bad moment in his life that, you know, he wishes he could take that night back. Yeah, because you know. it's been kind of rough for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my, it repulses me. Yeah. Oh, it repulses me to crazy is, is, is it a race issue? No. It's a man issue. I think it's a man yeah. issue. I think we let guys get away with so much shit. And it's like, I don't know what it is. It's glorified in a weird way. They, everyone gets a slap on a wrist. And then what? You're, you're like but, a sex symbol still. You're why, a rapist and a sex symbol. But any time you see like, like a Chris Brown at the Grammys... <sighs> Why would people applaud? No. Yeah, the whole audience is like, okay, we're doing this. No, we're not. And so many people make music it's about... Because, it's because like people are just like, but I like his artistic stuff, no. so I'm going to pretend that that stuff doesn't exist because I want to hear another album, or I want to watch another Mel Gibson movie, or I want... You know what I mean? It's like, it's all this stuff, like, they just want to, like, they're trying to separate the art from the person so no, much put that, that person up but, on Megan's Law, and don't let them within 20 feet of any microphone. And here's the thing, too, is, like, there's plenty plenty of people making good art and maybe if they're not making that art it'll open up the door for somebody else who's going to make just as good art and be a good person yeah like not rapists i think would be cool to have a good (laughs) chance at things (laughs) well see i think i think i think what it is is that like because you know there are like white guys that do like horrible shit too but they smoke screen it better you know like like phil Spector, you know terrible person But those wigs are so entertaining. Yeah, the hair. The <laughs> hair keeps you guessing. That's right. This brown just needs well, it's to worth the price like of a admission. Fro, a frumpy fro. Yeah, because he's like, taking himself very slick right now. I all mean, the tattoos. Like Phil Spector, you know, like looks like a, a tree in a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and then and then and then you have, um, you know, like Woody Allen. Like, you know, we were outraged by the fact that he was, you know, with, with Sun Yi and all that. But then he was like, I'm going to make you even more upset by putting Scarlett Johansson in all my movies and trying to get her to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so now why you don't like me, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smokescreen. 
<laughs> Hi, I'm Scarlett Johansson. Oh my gosh, it's eerie. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> was like it my was in butt the great in the Avengers? <laughs> yes. It did all the heavy lifting. It really was, though. I'm going to go do a Tom Waits album now. Oh, well, I see you tonight <laughs> on a downtown train. Oh no, I'm never gonna be able to unhear Scott Johansson. And she's got all be forever stuck. She's got all the vocals and dick sucking ability of Harvey Firestein. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we're time for. I think we've gotten to first. We got to do first. This has been the sassiest podcast. It's been pretty sassy. I like it though. It's good. It's good. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will share most of our opinions here. Yeah. Everybody's going to get so worked up listening to this. Uh, all right. The you first... did not go far at Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush. <laughs> I had quite a time watching it on my dirigible. <laughs> we must immediately rewatch it post haste. <laughs> I remember being entertained for it on the way to the World's Fair. A lot of, like, a lot of old fat people are going to be sending us angry ravens. Yeah. <laughs> With little typewritten letters tied to their foot. You have offended House Doritos by (laughs) besmirching the name of Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the first question in this podcast we did a different first every episode, like the first time you went to an R rated movie, the first concert you went to, etc. First time you were violated by a person of the opposite sex. There you go. (laughs) But for our 119th episode. The question is, uh, what was the first toy that you bought as a collectible and didn't take out of the box? And I know you're not a big fan of that. My, my ex-girlfriend's vagina. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Six years. Not once. That box was still in the box. You could get a lot of money for that on eBay. <laughs> well, I'll say... Uh, Meow. <laughs> Isn't it fun? It's so it's fun. fun. Yeah. I want to do that forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> Why, I never. <laughs> um, I don't. No, I fucked that shit. Has I, there ever been anything yeah, they you've They always got to be out of the box. No, they're meant to be enjoyed, you know? Oh, no, I agree with that. I always own everything. But I there's like I one or two I bought just because of like I bought one to play with and you bought one to keep. You have collector's sensibility, though. You like to collect things. Yeah, I would just you have d- money. I would just I double this buy is, one. This, this, this is the common theme. You're better than us. You <laughs> you can see these movies. You can afford a stuff. toy to not play with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a crazy world. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I was like, yeah, I would buy one to play with, and then one that like, oh, this is gonna be worth something. You keep it sealed. Hashtag white people, rich kid problem. I'm a I'm a stand up. I have to ration out my lunchable the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> one dunkaroo a day. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> tried to go for two. <laughs> well, it looks like I'll be the only one answering this question. Yeah, no koala yummies that. in this tummy. I had a friend that had a lot of. I didn't like dolls either, but I had a friend that had all the Barbie dolls, like the holiday Barbie dolls, in these plastic things, like lining in the top shelf of her room. And when I would ever I would sleep over, it would drive me crazy because I don't understand. There's things you could. Open and touch that you're not opening. And oh, touching. I oh I know. I would play with all my That's figures. What I said to her, but she just never listened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping this in mint condition. <laughs> Boxed and boarded, baby. Bagged and boarded. What do you call? Bagged it? and boarded. Bagged it's, and it's not meant for you. It's to be enjoyed by future generations. <laughs> Someday this that, is going to be mean, worth a lot. Yeah. So, my yeah, next boyfriend. With two months after she broke up with me. But with, with, like with comics, you could just read them and then bag and board them, and then yeah. they're fine. Um, no, but that even ruins it because the the sweat, the oil. And yeah, true, true. There's like sticklers about that, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, for toy wise, like <laughs> I never did that either. I opened up everything, but I remember when like the Star Wars prequels came out and they introduced the toys, like me and like and everybody else like bought a Darth Maul and like didn't open it, and it's worth like fucking nothing. It's worth like what it costs because everybody else did it. Because now we live in a collector's generation where like oh, that ruined comic books. Yeah, totally did. I stopped collecting when I was like a teenager. Um, when the cover prices got ridiculous, and yeah. and then everything was and like, it got ridiculous because of how ridiculous the covers looked. Yeah, it would be like I remember like Wolverine fifty or whatever had like the claw marks in yeah. the, in the front or whatever, and like and then like you know it would always be like special collectors forty seventh issue. It would be like not even like yeah. centennial issues, but that centennial of everything like was always like this weird silver embossed foil cover. I gotta get this sparkly dark hawk yeah. comic book. 
and that's dark like, hawk yeah it was he like, was the hawk who was dark yeah. <laughs> it was back like when like image comics were starting up too and it was like the savage dragon and all that savage dragon is genuinely great yeah but like all that stuff is popping up and like they put out issue zero of everything oh, yeah. she had to like send away to get and like yeah, you're going backwards to take my money yeah exactly know? and it would just like I would, I would go to my comic shop every week and they had my box which would have stuff in it and it was just I would like add up the cover price like I can't buy all this shit no I'm not a bajillionaire I'm a teenager yeah like because the cover prices used to be like a dollar twenty-five, and it was easy. But then all of a sudden, it was three ninety-five for everything, or four ninety-five, just for a special cover. Yeah, and like almost every nerd collectible now is like worth forty dollars at the most. You know, yeah. My my girlfriend was a producer for the show Toy Hunter, and and I was on an episode, and it's it's fascinating because uh, I was talking to the host, and he was telling me that like. What he, he said that like his life sometimes is like up in the air. You know, that's what I compared what he does because he has to like just go around telling people that their beanie babies aren't worth anything. <laughs> you know? Like that like let's let's have a seat, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but those uh, wild wild west collection. action figures that you collected, you know those that that Ferngully box set <laughs> <laughs> it was not the it's they, amazing. It's it was one condition. of ten thousand rainforests. <laughs> it's not rare, you know. What? Uh, no, no. But I never touched it. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, like Jimmy. But you we were gonna go to it. California on the back of these Warriors of Virtue action figures. <laughs> that yeah, shitty movie. Weird kangaroo thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I do recall that. All right, well, let's do my questions. Uh, this is a. Uh, it's actually gonna be a comic book character quiz you should i think you'll ace the fuck out of this i'm gonna give you 10 superhero mutant names and you need to tell me their actual given names so if i said wolverine and i'll give you you'd say you can, james logan howlett or logan yeah uh it's right. obviously uh number one shadow cat uh that would be caitlin pride but friends call her kitty <laughs> friends call her kitty <laughs> First appearance, 129. Whoa. I'll give you a bonus and there. She, uh, give me a bonus. She died there. in the Mutant Massacre, right? Like 212 uh, or something like that. <laughs> oh. She'll be back. <laughs> she'll, she'll be back. She'll get her movie, her spinoff yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, number two, Nightcrawler. Uh, that would be uh, Kurt Wagner, Giant Size X-Men number one. There you go. Uh, Colossus. Piotr. It's pronounced Peter, but P-I-O-T-I-R. Oh, my gosh. You're so good. And also Giant Size X-Men number one. And he saves his sister, Ileana, who would later become the new mutant magic by turning into metal just as the tractor trailer hits him. There you go. Do you know his middle Russian name? It's on this list. Is it? Oh, Is it Nikolai? Yeah. Oh. Really close. Yeah. Nikolaevich. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, he's blushing. This is the first time I've talked about something I like on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. It's a nice, it's a nice change of face. Yeah. Uh, number four, After Earth. Just kidding. Uh, number four, Wonder Man. After Earth, more like Afterbirth. Hey. Wow, this kitty has Simon claws. Williams, Avengers number nine. Nice. Whoa. Uh, Deadpool number five. Uh, that would be Wade Wilson, New Mutants ninety-eight. Nice. Uh, uh, this is great. You're killing this. Number six, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Had to throw a couple curveballs. Strange in there. Tales. Am I right on that so far? I think so. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, Stephen Strange. Yep. yep. Of course. Yeah. Well, you know his middle name? Vincent. Um, oh, why'd you oh, tell? Just because. <laughs> That's not how it goes. Because he, he looks like Vincent Price. He does. Uh, I would say I'm gonna say Strange Tales 129, but I might be wrong on that. All right, number seven. So Just someone screaming, usurper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this will be super simple. Ghost Rider. Um, which one? Danny Ketch or Johnny Blaze? Shit. All right. <laughs> oh, with the Johnny Blaze era. Zing. You didn't clarify enough. That's do your true. research. <laughs> <laughs> you hack. Uh, number eight. And that would be Marvel Spotlight number five for Johnny Blaze. And uh, Ghost Rider number one for Danny Ketch. Good God. Uh, number eight, the I'm Punisher. Delighted right the now. The Punisher. Uh, that is, uh, of course, Frank Castle, Amazing yep. Spider-Man one twenty nine. Nice. I actually did no. side, sidebar. I when I was a kid, I actually loved the Dolph Lundgren movie, Punisher movie, because it had like a crazy high body count. It was super. Violent. Dolph Lundgren is a genius. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. Which is yeah. crazy. Isn't that exciting? Um, Way to go, Dolph. <laughs> number nine, She Hulk. 
She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, the Savage She-Hulk number one. Nice. The last notable character created by Stanley. Sweet. <laughs> I want to be in your brain right now. It's a good t- There's like a card catalog with a million little people climbing up and opening things and showing them to you. Say right. this one. And finally, number 10, Strong Guy. Oh, Strong Guy. Um, oh, okay. Oh, oh. My favorite X-Factor character when I was reading that. Uh, uh, this, uh, oh, it's Guido. It is Guido. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Pietro, that's, that's Quicksilver. Uh his first appearance, I, I honestly I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure of that either. Oh, Guido Carosella. But yeah, they Wait, call him Guido yeah. from time to time, but yeah. they, that was my character. They rarely ever use his like, like on the original cards, it always just said Guido. Guido, yeah. Uh, okay, this is awesome. my time for my questions. And Favorite My Little Pony character. <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> first appearance. I'll give you a pony. Friendship is magic number seven. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of a brony. Yeah. Um, okay, have you ever met an Olsen twin? No. Okay, would you rather fight or make out with Doink the Clown? May he R.I.P. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Matt Bourne, uh, the original Doink the Clown. I would... I would uh, you have to do I, w- I would. I would... Fight with him because it would last longer, and I wanted to have as much time on this earth as he could have. Oh, that's a sweet answer. Yeah. Um, okay, you've angered a wizard, and he's giving you a choice between two punishments. You either live at sea for five years on a fishing boat, and you can still check in every once in a while with people you know, but you can't take anyone you know with you. Okay. Or watch... Owen Gleiberman and Leisha Schwartzbaum's favorite comedy. <laughs> yeah, which would you rather? No, or you live as a sea turtle for one year. You're a sea turtle. You will come back. What was the other one? Living on a fishing boat alone for five years. Uh, but you could be a sea I'd, turtle for one year. I'd be, I'd be a sea turtle. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to be the poorly voiced sea turtle from Finding Nemo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, dude. bro. <laughs> they, you know, they finally got it right with Doug the dog in up, but usually their animators always try to voice a character, and it's usually so much more subpar than the rest of the characters, and you can always tell. Yep, it's just a Edna sad. Mode almost ruined The Incredibles for me. It's a bad voice. It's a bad character. It's just fucking dumb. It was probably an inside joke in the studio. Congratulations for wasting put our it time. In my movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that leads me into my next question really well. Who is your cartoon crush, and where would you take them on a date? Uh, well, since we already mentioned She-Hulk, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, my first crush I ever had was, I think it was a want to do cockatoo, and I really did want to do her <laughs> from Zoobly Zoo. Uh, <laughs> Zoobly Zoo. Yeah. Where would you take her? I, I don't know, man. Ben Vereen's uh, house, just so I could tell him to go visit Will Smith again. Oh, my gosh. And hug him. <laughs> and say, I'll be there for you, son. And this is your last question. It's a new segment I created called Snack Peak. And we want to get a snack peek into your personal life. What snack foods are your go-tos? The snack best snack peak. Did we just get sponsored by Quiznos and no one told us? <laughs> We're hoping to score that with this yeah. bit. <laughs> Nothing is final yet. Yeah. I need to know your best snack for sadness, for boredom, and for broing out. Um, for for uh, for boredom, it's it's Jelly Bellies. Oh, because so you, you can make the recipes. Well, yeah, that's that's part of it. Oh. You make your own recipes. <laughs> Whoa, man, you're a rebel. I'm my own jelly belly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like a jelly nelly. Part. I wear band-aids <laughs> when I'm not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> jelly nelly. I'm a jelly telly. I, I'm a bald crime fighter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm a jelly belly. I had a hit song in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> feed the tree. <laughs> feed the me. Uh I I would say um, okay for for set for for boredom yeah jelly bellies um, yeah because you you just take forever with them too you can nibble you can suck on them you can yeah you know look at them <laughs> you can put them in your nose <laughs> yeah yeah you can I like a, something that size to put in my nose just for for, a for 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 sadness mm-hmm. uh, Ben and Jerry's cinnamon buns is my favorite Ooh. food and um, I. I it gets. I, I, I used to be like beyond poor, and so that always made me feel rich. Like in a good times, mm-hmm. like 
We just won the lottery, but it was only for three dollars, JJ. <laughs> like, you know, like it, it's like a happy poverty. You know, yeah. I, I would, I would eat like the. I, I remember I ran out of money once, and the last five dollars I had, I I used to buy it. That oh, it was like this really sad moment. But then it was also... It's like your version of a treat grows in Brooklyn. They always have yeah. these small celebratory things of like, and then Mama had enough money for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Mama was able to see the gold rush, and she <laughs> howled and laughed through the whole thing. <laughs> and then what was the... Oh, for... Throwing out. Um, um, bugles, because they look like Asian dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Great Bugles are the only snack food I know that the second you open it up, they're, they're stale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, just shit. Combos, too. Like It's funny because oh, yeah. the, the oh, yeah. cheese doesn't get stale at all, but the pretzel, the pretzel does. does. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you just, as soon as you see Bugles, like you start wiggling your fingers because you just want to put those little fingers in them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a really exciting, yeah. that would be great for the bullseye guy. Yeah. If he had Bugles on his fingers the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's take a snack peek at the next Debbie Lovato video. Start a whole little you know, YouTube series. Five minutes with Dr. Bullseye. She's a demi goddess, am I right? According to the Mayan calendar. That's a, a zoink. I don't hate it. I Lovato it. <laughs> Ghost. I had an improv group for a while called Ghost. Oh, that's a good name. It's a good name. Good name for that. Thanks for coming on, Mike. We made all the way through. People should pick up your CD, Sadamantium. It's from Comedy Central Records. Yeah, it's on iTunes and Amazon. And if you're going to listen to it on Spotify, don't tell me. You know, it's okay. I understand. People are poor. Um, but you don't need to hear about that. Yeah, you got a that, life like, you're trying to build. Yeah, they're just like, just so you know, I didn't put any money in your pocket, but keep up. You know, but I like, did uh, enjoy what you put out there without. But the thing is, like, but I, I listen to Spotify all the time, so it's not like like I, I can't be that upset because I'm not gonna like write like, dear Carmen. I listened to Broken Hearted over 200 times in my hotel room. In parentheses. Here's 10 bucks. Dear Kelly Clarkson, catching my breath made me wish I was a woman so that I could have breast cancer and overcome it to your song. <laughs> but it wasn't worth 99 cents. <laughs> it was worth 99, but when they well, they hugged you up to 129, I was like, too rich for my blood. Let's be honest. Max Martin is just phoning it in with the Swedish beats. Meow. Uh, there really are just like three Swedish guys making all of music. Yeah, right now. And they're really enjoying it. Yeah. Is that sweet? Bird, 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 bird. That's Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Swedish producer, it's just him, but he's in the. We're in cans. One more time. Except he's got like a leather jacket and an earring. This is the studio. He's a douche. Oh my goodness. But he's, guys, he's so good at what he does. He just he has a backwards hat that just says chef on it. Yeah. Oh it's, like it's like a baseball cap. I'm writing this. <laughs> Blingy bling. Yeah. <laughs> like to put a ring on it. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Uh, people should also uh, follow you on the Twitter. You're at, at the Mike Lawrence. Yeah. The. The, the or the, just either however you want to say it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the, the Mike Lawrence. Yeah, uh, you can follow us on there too. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening and thanks for being here, Mike. You yeah. got it. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>